This morning, body of Christ, God bless you. I pray all is well with the body of Christ. Be not afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord himself is with us. Heavenly Father, before we go any further on this message, may this message find comfort in the souls of your children, knowing that you have kept your promise, Lord God, that you would restore us back to you, and then you would return for us, Lord God. May this word bring understanding and wisdom to the body of Christ this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. Pastor Ronnie from Saved by Grace in San Francisco. I was amazing. I was sitting back this morning and I was watching some old videos that um, I had recorded. I realized two months ago I, there was a sermon I did on the Iraq War. And I was sitting back just watching it and it hit me to read this and share this with the body of Christ today. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 5, it says, For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not here. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be a famine and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginnings of sorrows. I read Matthew 24, verse 5 through 8. Now, if you take a look at what's been taking place, we've had the earthquakes, we've had the tsunamis, We've had the wars. We've had the rumors of wars. Now we have this pestilence. I was watching the news this morning, and in Wisconsin, they were talking about how the farmers are not going to be able to plant, which is going to bring a problem with the harvest, and the harvest is what they live off of, but it's also what we live off of. Now, I say all this to say that, you know, a lot of people over the years have read this um, chapter before, but you have to look at what I'm seeing and hopefully you're seeing in your spiritual life is that what I just read in four scriptures has all taken place within um, less than a six-month period. Now, you have to look at what is taking place as their signs. There are things that are taking place to get the body of Christ and for those who are not saved to come back to God and to come to God for salvation. Think it not strange, my brothers and sisters, the fiery trials that shall come upon us, but count them all joy, knowing that these trials and temptations come to strengthen our faith and to teach us patience. Those of us who are walking in the light and who are following the Lord Jesus Christ, we know that we are to rejoice. The Bible says rejoice when you see these things coming, for the end is near and our Redeemer is coming. 
Some people have fear of death, but those of us who are saved know that when we die, we go to be with the Lord. But there's a lot of people in fear, and even Christians that are in fear of what is taking place. But we are to rejoice because we know that the end is near. But the Bible is very clear when he says, don't freak out. Know that the end isn't yet. That is coming close. Verse 9. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Now, we could throw that in there with the ISIS people and things that are happening in Israel. Another confirmation of, of this same chapter, verse 10. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. We have this big division happening in our nation. And I was expressing in a sermon yesterday that when our, when there's when a house is divided, it cannot stand. We are coming against one another, and other nations are coming against us. Verse 11, and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. We see this happening now. Love is not something people are really displaying. Yeah, right now we are kind of coming together in that unity of love with those who are on the front line and those who are trying to actually provide. And a lot of people may not be looking at, again, this is a, a wake-up call. And we've had this before with 9-11, where people ran to the church, people ran to God, but as soon as the dust settled, people went back to their lives. And that's the problem I was sharing with my pastor yesterday is that a lot of people are going to go right back to their lives when this chaos is over and forgetting God. You know, in the Old Testament, he said, don't forget me when these good things have taken place and you have prospered. Don't forget who helped you get there. We have a tendency to not be looking at what's going on and instead of staying with God when these things happen, when the dust settles, a lot of people, including Christians, turn back to their worldly ways. There's not going to be too many more signs that God is going to give to this world that he's coming back soon. And people that are not paying attention will lose out. The Bible says, you know, you could tell the times of the change of the season, but you can't tell the times of prophecy being fulfilled. Verse 13, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Again, we got to stay our course. We can't turn from the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to keep our foot to the plow. And in the last days, many people will turn cold toward the man of God that's preaching the word of God, towards the revelation that the Holy Spirit is giving. They will turn cold. And when they turn cold, they will turn away from God. When you turn away from God, you, that's why he says, those who endure until the end shall be saved. Verse 14, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. 
then shall the end come. We're going to jump down to verse 21. For then shall, for there shall be a great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor not even shall be. We haven't entered into that season yet. We are coming into that season. These um, pestilences, these viruses, these things have happened. If you look at a period of time, every, what, maybe 10, 20 years, there's something that happens that brings everybody to their knees, that brings everybody to the churches. People keep thinking that, oh, God ain't going to come. Look at how many things have happened before. He says he's long-suffering, wishing that none would perish, but he keeps doing things and allowing things to get our attention. We have to understand that God is going to get to a point where he's going to remove his hand and say, okay, my word has been preached everywhere. Everybody has had the opportunity to, to um, bow down to my son, Jesus Christ, and receive him as Lord and Savior, but they haven't. So the last ear that I will hear the gospel and make that decision, then everything is going to take place. Brothers and sisters, I say this because we need to understand we as Christians need to continue to live out our lives as Christians. We, yes, we fall short, but we, because we love God, we choose to submit, repent, and turn away from our wicked ways and draw back to him that we can stay under the hedge of protection that we have. And so I share this message with you short and sweet just for people to really get the understanding of what is taking place right now. We just read verses, chapter 24, verses 5 to 14, and then we read verse 21, and I'll end the reading with 22, and except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. That elect, brothers and sisters, is us. But God is going to be like, okay, I don't need my very elect to go through this thing that the rest of this world is damned for because these are my children. And God knows that we've suffered a lot already, some way more than others. And so we have to take, take heed to share the gospel with people, to get people to see the season that we're in and to get them to understand this is a warning from God. This is the Lord, I believe, getting the people to understand what is taking place, to look at the signs, to look at the seasons of things that are taking place. And it's our duty as brothers and sisters, men and women of the faith, to share God's word, to share salvation, to preach Jesus Christ and him crucified, buried and raised on the third day by the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not a coincidence that all this is happening right now and we're approaching Easter. I mean... People need to really take a look at what is going on in the seasons and everything that is taking place. So Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that this short 
message would just enlighten people to go read Matthew 24, the whole chapter for themselves, and to have the eyes of their understanding enlightened, as in Ephesians chapter 1 states. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that you continue to, to give us warnings, continue to draw us near to you, continue to open up our eyes. We thank you that you haven't returned yet. So those who have not been saved, have not tasted the goodness of your son, Jesus Christ, that they too may have an opportunity. But you have given us a mandate. You said to go to the highways and the byways, teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, that all may be saved. So Heavenly Father, I ask that you continue to guide us on this great commission, and I thank you for your grace and mercy that you've had upon us. In Jesus' name, amen.